this pandemic, I decided to write down a list of things I've done during COVID. Um, it's not a complete list, but it was partly a list to just kind of feel like I've accomplished some things and also to just basically feel better, feel better. And just to memorialize this very strange time in all of our lives. Um, you know, everyone's really hopeful right now because vaccines are coming out. And, you know, there's now, I think today, more people who have received the COVID vaccine than people who have been infected with the COVID vaccine in this country, which is a huge, quite amazing statistic. But this weekend, something happened to me that really, again, reminded me of how fragile the world is and how quickly things can change. And it was so noteworthy that I decided to update this long list that I had not yet updated since June of the pandemic, which I added four things. Um, I buried my dog. I mourned my dog. I loved my dog. And I missed my dog. Which, actually, I, I had earlier already written at some point that I missed him. But I added it again today. Because the kind of missing you do after someone is gone is very different from the one that you have when they're around. Um, I, I'm sorry for the long pauses and I'm not going to edit it because I think it's important to be real. So long story short, we've had this dog who I don't want to name again for privacy reasons for quite some time. And he has been actually quite overall pretty healthy. He's getting, he had been getting older, but overall, you know, just this great, wonderful, almost perfect dog who's perfect for our family. And, um, earlier in the week, we had noticed that he was starting to get a little weaker, just like very suddenly just seemed like he was a little more lethargic, a little slower on his walks. And it was very sudden, like the day before we hadn't even seen anything like that. And suddenly he just seemed like he wasn't doing so great. And um, we, you know, took him out for a walk. I remember this is the last walk that my mom um, and one of my siblings and I took um, with him around the neighborhood. And he was just, usually he sprints ahead of us, like, you know, on the leash, but he always liked the lead. And on this day, he was like either behind us or just keeping up with us, which is really atypical for him. And he was going at a very s slow pace. And we were kind of commenting, like, what's going on? Like, you know, do you think, like, He's, you know, 
nearing the end of his life. Kind of almost in a joking manner because, like, you just don't think it's going to really happen. Like, there's just no way, right? And he was actually so well, or at least seemed so improved two days later that we took him out on this long walk um, out to this um, nice empty field near us where we were just, you know, all kind of going out. And, you know, I honestly seemed like everything was back to normal. And he did seem like he was keeping to himself a little bit more. Like, normally he will sometimes like to, like, come over, run over to me and bother me a little bit to, like, um, try to basically, I don't know, get him, take him out, you know, super late at the night, take him out to, to the bathroom. Sometimes, though, really, he was taking, taking him out to the yard so that he could play, not really to, like, um, pee, um, to relieve himself. So it was, it was sometimes annoying, but it was also like really cute because I mean, my sister had joked that I was his chambermaid, but it, it just showed kind of like our, our relationship because he trusted me enough and, um, you know, I definitely was at the bottom of the stack since I had spent the least time with him before this pandemic time. But, you know, it was kind of great that he wanted to bother me to take him out. And um, he didn't really the last few days, which I noticed was weird. And then on Saturday, we um, took a little trip out of town. And in the morning, you know, usually we always take him out for a long walk in the morning and another in the evening. And then in the morning, he just was like, no. Like, just refused. But we also thought that because he knew that we were going out, that that was why he wasn't interested. And so we were just like, okay, whatever. And we took him there. And he, I remember in the car, you know, he's he was lying on the car. And he, he seemed basically normal. Maybe a little tired, but normal. At one point, he put his leg, his head right on my leg. And I, like, scratched his little face. And he looked at me. Like, no smile, no real expression, but just, like, looked at me very knowingly. Um, and, you know, eventually went down again. And I just scratched him. And um, it really... <sighs> yeah. He and my mom went on a walk at one point together and... They were having fun and then we got home and I didn't really think too much about it. And we then basically, you know, all were super tired from the day and um, went to our respective beds. And basically in the middle of the night... Um, very, very suddenly, he passed. And the beautiful thing is we were with him. We were there with him when it happened. And I'm really glad because he hated going to the vet. Like at one point I was like, should we rush him to the vet? Which honestly wouldn't have worked because 
um, our vet, like the vets here, first of all, don't work on the weekends and, um, you know, it would take so much time to get him there. And second of all, he hate, hated, absolutely hated going to the vet. So, um, in many ways it was the best case scenario that he was just at home with us surrounding him. But it was so sudden. Like, none of us at all thought that this would happen. It was incredibly surreal. And I don't... I'm sure in later episodes I will go into the grief process. Because right now, honestly, I'm I'm in denial. And or at least my brain hasn't fully worked it out. And it's partly because I'm blocking it from doing so. I'm just like not really letting myself completely feel anything until I see, you know, someone in my family cry and I, I you know, then can't help but cry too. But otherwise, I'm just trying to block it out. Um, but that, that little thing had such a big presence in our lives. He was always around. He was always there. He was with us through everything. And so like, you know, when I get up in the morning, I'm expecting him to wake up and to walk over and to do the most perfect dog pose, um, downward and upward in the morning. When I'm on the couch, he had a couch and I expect to see him basically jump up onto his couch and the cutest image you will ever see of him jumping up on the couch like a child, basically, and just plopping down. Um, the two of us looking at each other as we were on our respective couches. But it again, it was such a crazy reminder to me of the fragility of life, of the vulnerability, and the suddenness that like something can just be ripped away from us. Just like how this lockdown happened. I think you know, similarly, there were some signs we had, but we didn't really quite read them. Um, and then suddenly, you know, whatever life you had expected to have before is taken away from you. And I don't know. There's just so much to say. And to think about it. And I'm glad this is not a real radio show. Because this is a lot of dead air time. Um, but thank you if you're listening this far. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Into a quicker topic. Which is uh, more of a current events. Yes I know I'm not doing questions. Sorry friends. I will get there sometime. It's just been a busy time, but, um, I recently or recently yesterday also watched the Meghan Markle Prince Harry interview. I don't want to do any like takes on it because I feel like a lot of people have and there's like no point to, you know, regurgitating or and or saying what side I'm on. Um, but I do want to say what I th- thought was really, really important and in- 
which is critical for all of us to think about and remember is um, mental health, like how crazy it is and how, how valuable and how much we should care about that as well as um, how terrible media and social media are to all of us as well. And finally, I hope that like watching this, we will also have more open conversations about race because the conversation that, you know, whoever Harry had about Archie and the color of his skin, it was a shocking statement, but the shock was that he said it to me, at least it wasn't that it was said because I think where so many kind of hidden things, perceptions that we have that we don't tell other people. And there's no way to combat that unless we're honest and frank about it. And so I really hope we do. I really hope we are more honest and more frank about our um, views on, on, on our differences. All right, guys. I just received a slew of emails for work, so I need to turn back to it. But um, thank you again for listening. And I really solemnly hope and wish everyone um, practice compassion and kindness and patience in everything they do.